What up, everybody? We're back tonight for another episode of the Big O Bell Podcast, and I'm surrounded by lovely gentlemen. These people voices you've heard on the show all the time, and I hope this isn't the first time you're listening to us. But if you haven't, I will make sure I introduce these lovely gentlemen that's with me tonight. I'm, of course, the host Two Chains, but I'm gonna go around the table right now and introduce my guys. And first off, Mr. Hot Take here, Will himself. What's up, buddy? Oh, how is it going? I am glad to be back after missing last week. There is just oh so much going on to get into here tonight on the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Right on. My my man, Mr. Silly Sellers. What's going on, dude? What's going on? I got my ice cream ready as I am <laughs> ready to talk some good wrestling, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> and last but not least, who was, uh, I, I, again, if you guys haven't heard last last week's episode, and even the week before last, I mean, we've been putting out some really good shows, but I couldn't have did it last week without them. John Crab, Jamal himself, what's going on? I just downloaded, uh, updated to Android 9.0, and mistakes were made. <laughs> I heard the fingerprint uh, scan works for everybody. Uh, no, it doesn't. It definitely does not. Uh, I, I, but I saw something about the new Galaxy says the fin- the fingerprint authentication is bug and anybody's work. Oh no no no. Well, I have an LG phone because Samsung who? Um and my fingerprint no, it doesn't it doesn't work. It only works with one finger even though my fingerprints are the same on two fingers. Yeah, yeah. no, no it, it's it's solid. It's 100% legit and it's fast. But Android 9.0 Uh-oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> also also we're not just going to pretend like you didn't just say that. Your fingerprint is the same on two fingers? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, my uh, left, uh, a finger on the left hand and the right hand are the same. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Um, before I start, too, make sure you guys definitely step over to the YouTube channel. Uh, my rev- my preview for WOW Episode 6, which is going to air on Access TV uh, 8 p.m. this Saturday, is live. Gets you prepared for the upcoming episode. No spoilers, uh, but just to get you hyped around the matches you can expect, talking storylines and so forth. So you definitely want to check that out on the YouTube channel now. Uh, but man, like Will said, we got tons of stuff to talk about. And I I really am interested, really, really excited for one of these topics. But another, and I'm not looking at the topic uh, sheet real quick. I actually just changed what I really want to talk about. And this one really doesn't involve anybody but Jamal here. And Jamal, we we talked very extensively last week about the experience of um we, we talked a little bit about how the experience of watching TV has drastically changed. A lot of people are cutting the cable, cutting the cord, and moving to streaming platforms, which also that don't just mean streaming apps, but that actually does mean streaming TV. And I'm definitely gonna hand this over to Jamal, but for sure, like from the stuff that me and him been talking off uh, off the show and, all, and and over to the side, I'm very much intrigued to hear the feedback or his experience on, you know, moving to. Uh, I think you finally made your decision. And you you can talk about it now, but definitely let us know about um, the decisions you made as far as 
streaming weekly wrestling. Okay, so uh, so first of all, a little bit of uh, backstory. I don't have cable. I have cut the cord maybe 10 years ago. Really haven't looked back since. Um, just because it's just not worth it. And now, Wednesday has kind of demanded my attention as NXT and AEW are at the same time. So, I tried them all. And I tried YouTube TV. I tried Fubo. Uh, and I tried PlayStation View. Uh, Hulu uh, live stream, it really didn't work for me. And Sling is cheaper, but it doesn't work for me either. So those are the three big ones. Mm. Um, Fubo has uh, uh, like select programming, live sports in 4K, which was kind of cool to see uh, football in 4K on Thursdays, except it's football and I don't care because I don't watch the NFL. So that was, an, that was out. YouTube TV was actually pretty good and it, and it worked really well. The app is better than the app on the TV. But it doesn't have all the channels that I could have as, um, that I would want. So that was out. So I set it on PlayStation View, and this is a deal breaker. You can actually watch on the PlayStation, not the apps, on the PlayStation and Apple TV. I don't have an Apple TV, so I can't confirm it personally, but that's what uh, you know, videos that I've seen says. You can watch up to three streams at once oh. of whatever. And so I did last night, and I had AEW on the big screen, and in the smaller window, I had uh, NXT on. And it was very interesting to see how the shows uh, flowed as aside from each other. Um, and both of them opened with a bang, but, and then they kind of got into their groove, and then they ended the first hour with uh, a notable match, and then they got into their groove, and then they went home with the main event angle, almost at the same time. And, but then, of course, NXT, because WWE is masters of petty, uh, was scheduled to end about 10 minutes after AEW did. AEW <laughs> ended exactly at 10 o'clock. NXT ended at 10.08. And, you know, because as soon as you turn the channel, right on time, Mauro Ronaldo screams that this is NXT and we're not your kind and whatever the hell BS tagline it is. Um, so, yeah, but it's not a war. I mean, it's not a competition. It's not a competition at all. <laughs> um, you know, the women's match, whether it was Rio versus Britt Baker for the AEW Championship, or uh, B. Priestley, and uh, not, I'm sorry, not B. Priestley, um, Io Shirai, because they look so much alike. Uh, yeah, they were both in the ring at the same time. Yeah. Uh, on com on competitive uh, networks. Uh, the main events, obviously, because they have to be on at around the same time because they're the main events, uh, they started within a few minutes of each other. Um, the big match to end the hour at, on uh, NXT was Keith Lee versus Dijak. Um, and the big hour uh, to end a, the AEW match was um, uh, the tag with the Lucha Brothers and Jungle Express. So really interesting seeing the two shows against each other operating in real time and it's the it's the thing that I didn't know I needed because as soon as I discovered that, then I immediately put on before the A wrestling started, uh, you know, three hockey games at once and a basketball game. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, good times. And and no, this is not a new feature. Directv does it with their sports mix, um, and a couple other uh, you know, think ones do it, but it's not just a sports thing. If you want to watch South Park and the news, and the weather <laughs> channels, then you can do that too if you want. 
<laughs> yep, multiple streams are are fun when you can line them up against each other for live TV like that. They're right, right. They're definitely a use for them. <laughs> no, it definitely is a use for them, and it's not just sports. But I would say for live news, having CNN and Fox and the BBC on at the same time <laughs> covering a live event was actually pretty interesting to watch because of the different perspectives that they have. Yeah. And then, of course, when one went to commercial, uh, hell, even if it was like Channel 4, 5, and 7, when one went to a commercial, you just pop the other one into the big screen and get the audio for that. If you and so really cool, really interesting experience watching uh, both NXT and AEW uh, yesterday, and uh, we can talk about it later. But it really goes into my point, and the ratings kind of reflect it. I think I know what's wrong with NXT, mm. but mm. we'll we'll cover that uh, a little bit later. But yeah, we if you have PS, to- oh yeah, but we'll have. Uh, but if you have PS View. Um, just hit the um, uh, you know the circle button on your on your PlayStation controller to start the uh, multi view, and it's called or just scroll down to the bottom of the screen, click on the uh, multi view icon, and then select your channels and go. Super easy to use. Uh, was a little bit of lag, so I would suggest that if your internet ain't up to snuff, go ahead and um, you know disregard the last five minutes. Uh, you really need like 50 megs to uh, to get it done because they're all streaming in high definition at the same time, uh, which you need on the smaller screens. But uh, yeah, if you like on that on that good DSL, then um, then no. But <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it, it's a good deal if you can, if you can get it, and it's part of the PlayStation View uh, service. Doesn't require anything extra, and if you're on Apple TV using the service. And you get four streams of equal, uh, equally sized windows, uh, which is pretty damn cool as well. So, you want to go uh, ahead and yeah. the price of it a month? <laughs> um, well, that, okay, that actually um, depends on the package that you use. Mm-hmm. So, uh, PlayStation.com/slash view, uh, and so you can you know, select what channels you want, uh, what package you want that includes the channels that you want in your local area. But the packages range from like fifty bucks to eighty bucks. So if you need your HBO, it's going to be more. If you need your cooking channel, it's going to be a little bit less. And if you need uh, AEW, it's going to be a little bit less than that. If you need just the locals, it's going to be a little less than that. So um, personally, I had like the $50, $55 a month package um, because it included the uh, NHL network, which YouTube TV did not have. Um, so you, you got your four major sports covered, TNT and USA, uh, all the local channels in my market. Um, and some on-demand stuff, and some DVR stuff. Um, and then when I'm tired of that, just hit the PlayStation Home button and go right back into Train Simulator. So it's... First of all, it's openly lack of Train Simulator, you bastards. Uh, <laughs> secondly, uh, if you have PlayStation Plus, that'll give you a little bit of a discount on uh, HBO and stuff like that already, so... Um, it's worth looking into. Uh, I think HBO goes down to like you know two or three bucks if you have PS Plus because you want to play online. So uh, it's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, is it perfect? No. Is it you know better than the uh, competition? I think so for my needs. But if you want to watch, uh, you know, thirty hours straight of BET Jazz, then this may not be for you. <laughs> but if you're trying to get especially sports or like live news or any live TV in general uh, that multi-view is A-OK and I wish more uh, I wish Comcast or Verizon or 
charter or spectrum would you know get on board with that because that's that's what that's what the people need they don't know it. yeah i i i i i really that's super duper convincing um and also too the big part that you've got to say is that you guys if you're even on the on the on the limbs about it you can get a trial version too so i think that's you know a good way to experience it but Ultimately, you doing the homework and presenting that to everybody. I think that's convincing enough to say, like, if you got a PlayStation, this this seems like a must get because cables is out just outrageous nowadays. Um, you're not paying hundred, you're not paying less than hundred and twenty nowadays for for cable and having adequate channels. And at some point too, it's just all going to crumble. Like, it's about time to get ahead of the curve and stop being locked in these what two year contracts that just really make no sense. Um. But uh, I think my only other thing I want to add about that too, watching it, watching them side by side, just really quick, which which brand won the week on Wednesday? Well, okay, so that that whole thing is subjective because obviously everyone has an opportunity since it's been a day to see both and experience both. Personally, I think the AEW won the night again, mm-hmm. and. We can go into a little bit more of the specifics why you know later on, but I think that just to preface my point on NXT, they're missing something that they used to have that made NXT NXT. Okay, and and I and I'll get into that later. But but the short answer is, uh, AEW put together another fantastic show, which unfortunately, unfortunately. Is not without its faults, and we can get into that later too. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would say th- this week felt closer to me than last week. Now, because I was missing, I was missing the show last week. When last week, I thought AEW really stood out as like a head and shoulders clearly better show than NXT last week. This week, I would put it a little bit more even. I would say. You're getting good wrestling on either show. That ain't the issue. What it comes down to in my mind is the presentation of AEW versus the presentation of NXT. And then along with that, just how they're presenting stories, how characters are being presented, how all, how both of these shows are being introduced to brand new audiences, and then just the whole production overall. And they both have pluses and minuses in that respect. If you're looking for wrestling, you're going to get it on either darn show. That ain't the issue. It's all the other little side things to it. That said, I would give AEW the slight edge once again this week. But it's it's a lot more closer this time. I thought NXT had a pretty strong show last night. And for me, I would say... I think I, Honestly, I didn't watch not one lick of NXT. Um, and the reason why is... I felt like, and I saw this on the first night when both shows were competing against each other, I think NXT is trying too hard to be something that is not. And I think that's where you're about to go, Jamal. Maybe I'm in the wrong boat where you're trying to say. But I, think, it, it, yeah, but I just think a, NXT is trying too hard where it's not meant to be. I think being the independent of WWE was made NXT great. Now you're trying to make it one of your top priorities. And I think you're going away of the formula that made it successful compared to the presentation that AEW is trying to do on that more professional aspects versus the minor league. It's like I'm watching sometimes the Orioles versus the Bay Sox. And that may be a bad comparison, but I know they're in the same market as far as, you know, 
the developmental system compared to where the MLB is for the Orioles. But I just think that it's just two different products competing in different ways. And, and NXT is trying to become that bigger product that it doesn't need to be. Um, so it's like it's kind of turning me off just to look at it because um, I don't want wrestlers to be downplayed in something that they're trying to build up. It, 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 I'm, maybe I'm not explaining it correctly, but to me, I just think NXT is, is trying too hard to be something that it's not. <laughs> Um, I ain't watch AEW this week yet. I'll probably try to get to it what tonight at an end this uh this episode. But um NST was fine with me. I had no problem with it. And also too, I mean, why wouldn't they up the ante? They're on live TV now. So I think it makes all the more reason for them to try to put on a better show. But for what I've seen of NXT, I'm sorry. That Pete Dunn and, and Damian Priest match was hella good. So I I hope there's something on the AEW show that y'all can tell me that was better than that. Um and, and definitely notably worth watching. Uh, Keith Lee and Dajak, I can watch them a billion times. So I'm not, I can't even put a stamp on that because each and every time I'm just gonna love that. That could be biased or may not. And uh, Io Shirai, I as we we know what it is. So NST was a solid show for me. Um, I'm not saying they're the winner, but I'm saying I lo- I love this week. It was it was damn good for me. So I'll say this two chains for me. Riho has been probably a low key MVP for me in AEW which makes me very intrigued, especially what time she's on each week. And she's like almost at that, that sub, that nine o'clock hour, that end of the first hour into the second hour type time frame, where it's like, I'm always looking for her to see what she's going to do next or how she performs. So once again, that's part of the reason why I probably like it a little bit, but um, she is one of the things that you'll probably look forward to. That's been a low, low key MVP for me. Yeah. All right, let's let's get to the draft because we do got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. So let's let's get to that draft. So anybody's not familiar, the draft is basically WWE puts all their available talent who's not hurt and they get drafted to either Raw or SmackDown for who knows how long this time. But um, so the draft happened started last Friday uh, on SmackDown and then ended uh, and then concluded on uh, Monday Monday Night Raw. Um, is there's a lot to talk about here, and um, again, uh, I, I, I feel like maybe I should start tweeting some of this stuff, but maybe not because it's between me and Jamal mostly be talking on the side about the stuff. But there was a lot about the draft that we were first of all, matter of fact, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot before the draft on Friday was the conference call or conference, what, what did they call it? Press conference, my bad. For uh for Crown Jewel, so at least for me, and I'm I, hopefully I'm not the only person that's really trying to that really understands what WWE is trying to do. But first of all, Crown Jewel is a glorified house show. We know that people don't put too much stake in Crown Jewel because it's literally to impress the Saudi the Saudis and for them mm-hmm. to, to fulfill that contract that big check. Mm-hmm. That they're getting. Man, I don't know if I can look this up real quick. Maybe one of you guys can get it for me real quick. But Tyson Fury is getting a nice penny for doing that mm-hmm. match that he's getting ready yep. to do. The Saudis got the money. It's endless. Yeah. It's whatever, it's, it's whatever it, you it, think you want in life times 10. Yeah. It is literally a show for an audience of one. And that, <laughs> audience, that audience of one is paying so much money that he will get what he wants. Yes. And when when people start talking about, oh, I don't know why they're not saving this for WrestleMania, because they can make a WrestleMania-type payday <laughs> from this prince. That's why they are not waiting. 
That kind of, that is the kind of money we are talking about that is involved here. Yes. That's why they're not waiting till WrestleMania for this kind of stuff. If the prince wants it, as long as he's backing up that blood money that's like covered in gold, they're going to take it. Exactly. It is what it is. Exactly. So to my point is that uh, so that that's the thing. So they had the press conference. And again, uh, unless people aren't really seeing this, WWE is trying to legitimize itself with the stamp of approval that they are not just an entertainment company, but they are a sports mecca. Uh, from all of the media and vignettes and all the stuff that they do, they got that on lock. But the presentation as being a legit sport is something I feel like they've always lacked. I knew the Fox deal was going to make it a thing. We talked about it for months in our old episode. And a lot of this stuff is manifesting, and it's really, really, um, it's, it's fulfilling. So from last week's episode, we talked a lot about what we would like to see and what our hopes may be. And then I ended the show, and then I said, God, we talked so much good stuff. None of this is going to happen. And I probably put my foot in my mouth because a lot of it did happen. <laughs> the press conference was a good indication that they tried to legit run it like a UFC weigh-in, sort of say, or press conference slash weigh-in, uh, but without an audience, ran by Michael Cole, who's annoying to me, but whatever. But they had the people come out, pitch their, pitch their, uh, pitch their side for the fight, square up, um, a little bit of confrontation, Triple H breaks it up. They did it for the two mega fights. Obviously, the Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar, uh, bringing up their uh, re reviving their history in the UFC 10 years ago and uh, Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman. Tyson Fury being the heavyweight champion of the world, Braun Strowman just being a monster of men. But they've sold the fight. And like Will said, it's a big event for one person. But I think they did put the proper steps into trying to make sure that this was a legitimate uh, sports event to make sure that the right eyes and the right investments can get it. And hell, no matter if you like it or not, people are talking. Like, I forget who it is, but Tyson Fury's promoter or somebody is furious about him taking this fight. But Tyson Fury's pockets is super happy right now. But <laughs> the, the point to take from that is that you got people in the boxing industry looking over at WWE like, is that really happening? And then what you think? They're just going to let that go over their head? They're going to be watching. And I think that's when you talk about the idea of making it uh, a, a more of a, 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 um, a more of a, of a, a legitimate sport, it ain't for us because the wrestling fans, when I say us, I really mean them. Uh, the people that complain all day and all night, they're going to watch regardless. These people legit complain all day and still watch every single thing. The wrestling niche and the and the fan base aren't is not going anywhere. We went through some rough times in wrestling, and this is some of the best times right now in wrestling. And people are still watching. So, in order to make more money, you need more eyes, you need more fans, you you need more more pockets. And if WWE is going to take it to the next level, then you need to open the market up a little bit. And I think this is absolutely how you do it. When you think about this, that first fight, um, excuse me, the second fight. Is Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar, two of the biggest stars in w uh, in, in the UFC. That rent in the UFC fan base. Tyson Fury, the heavyweight champion of the world. Sure, they, they sure as hell was again Dante Wilder. So Tyson Fury, the next best thing they could get. And that and that invites the the boxing uh, eyes in the world to pay attention to. 
And then you ultimately got the re- it being a wrestling show. So when you think about the world combat sports, what have they missed here? They literally have tackled every single thing they could and said, this is going to be on our big show in Saudi Arabia, which you have to imagine if people realize the, the check that Tyson Fury got, this, this extra money that's just floating in the WWE's piggy bank right now. At this point now, they can afford a Conor McGregor, a Floyd Mayweather, whoever it may be. Like, this is literally some of the best strategical planning I have ever seen in the world of combat sports period. And it literally does nothing for us because it ain't for us. And next month, we can resume watching WWE regular because all this is going to go away. And (laughs) the biggest indication is where did Cain Velasquez get drafted to, people? Where did, where did Tyson Fury get drafted to, people? Exactly. So <laughs> next month, we can resume back to regular schedule program and wrestling. But, guys, come on. Give me give me your thoughts on this. They're just missing one thing, man. If they could bring back WMAC Masters, if they bring back all the <laughs> combat sports, man, we'll be perfect. <laughs> we'll be perfect. Um, I, I would like to have Hakeem the Machine Austin up there, you know, <laughs> fight Kane or something like that, whatever, in the steel cage match. Okay, I'm just tripping. But, but you're absolutely right. I mean, just to see the dynamics of how this is becoming a more sports-affiliated, which wrestling fans, and not just only on this show we've been talking about for months, but wrestling fans for years. But what's so funny to me is it's like it has some good moments and it's cheesy moments. The good moments was I like how Stephanie announced every single draft pick you know, like she is the commissioner, you know, saying, like, who's going to Raw? Who's going to SmackDown? Also, but little, also, also uh-huh. when she came out, what's the first thing she said? I forgot. What did she say? Maybe y'all I'm not going to boo me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, is that yeah, synonymous yeah. with? Oh, the I NFL, of course. Exactly. Roger Goodell, as soon as he step out there, they boo him out the gym. <laughs> I was like, see, they, they're, they're paying attention here. Yep. But the thing that was cheesy was when you had your little – Fox draft war room and your yeah. uh, rod. That was so cheesy, but it was like funny at the same time of how they try to set it up. Yeah. And but but the next thing that you would go here is what I would like to see is bring your general managers, bring your interviewers. Like for example, I know we'll talk about Eric Bischoff probably a little bit later. But who is that head person that you want to bring in to say, well, how do you like your SmackDown roster? What do you expect SmackDown to be now since you have your draft picks? Or if you have Paul Heyman on Raw, what would you like to see or what would you like to set up? Now it's time to bring those general managers back to be a part of that sport atmosphere where interviews can take place to see what can be done on that next level. But once again, it's a great start. But let's see how you're going to build it up over the next couple of months. That's a great idea, too. And I, I bet you they probably had that on par until they realized, like, oh, Eric Bischoff is probably right. going to be dipping out. <laughs> right, right. But, well, and also you got to keep in mind the, the whole thing with Heyman and Bischoff as general managers has been really weird in that they've acknowledged it online, on social media, but on the TV shows – it's not part of the show at all. Yeah. Like Heyman's just with Brock Lesnar, like he always has been. And right. Bischoff only showed up at the Raw reunion, like in the back, just like in passing. Like, and as far as the TV shows go, like that doesn't exist. It's like weird how they've done that, where it's like they talk about it online as like a business thing, almost like it's more aimed at like the investors and stuff, and like for like their public, their, for the public face of the company. But on the TV shows, Heyman and Bischoff weren't weren't like in a position of authority at all. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, ultimately, what do you, uh, before we actually get deep into the draft, again, what do you, what do you feel like about the uh, what they're doing with the crown jewel and ultimately how the draft was handled? More, more, more thoughts and feedback on that. So more and more, and I know we talked about this before, but crown jewel is becoming like a baby WrestleMania event because we know the money that's coming down with that event each year. But the only thing that I hate about it each time, even though we're promoting this, you know, very heavily, it's only a glorified house show. So even though you have a big Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar match, like how good is it really going to be? And I'm well, kind of skeptical about it because, you know, I'm not sure which angle they're going to, is it going to make this a bona fide wrestling match or it's a showcase? What? Go ahead. But, but that's the thing. That's, at least this is what I'm preaching. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't hate it or like it or whatever it is. It is literally just extra content for you to watch. Somebody had a paycheck and said, I can make the world move for me. And they did it. <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's all it is. It is just extra content. It is, is, as I said on last week's episode, Crown Jewel is not canon. <laughs> it is not in the storyline of WWE <laughs> for the year. It's just not canon. Uh, for my Dragon Ball fans, this is GT for you guys. Like, it doesn't fit in here. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, guys. So the, just, the, just the, skip this arc, okay? <laughs> the, 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 way it, the way it might fit in, being it's a show on a Thursday afternoon on Halloween. <laughs> so not even like a Friday afternoon. It's the middle of a work day, middle of a school day on Halloween day. The way it might fit in, the one thing I see coming to this is they're going to do this Brock Lesnar and Kane match. They're going to do some kind of chicanery, and I could see it them bringing that back for a much bigger match at WrestleMania. Yeah. They get the Prince payday out of it. But then they bring it back down the road, and there's already talk that Kane's knees are banged up, and he needs probably <laughs> can't, can't stand up to do a whole heck of a lot. But you know, for the money involved, he's gonna he'll get to Saudi Arabia and do what he needs to do <laughs> to get this payday. But yeah, I mean, it, it 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 it's nothing. People who are getting very worked up about Crown Jewel and getting very upset about how this doesn't have anything to do with anything, and it's it's ruining everything in wrestling. It's like it's like you said. It's a show that we're going to build to it for the, the three weeks out of October that it's happening. The moment it's over with, we're on the road to Survivor Series, and it's in the rear view. Just, there's, there, with everything that's going on right now, heck, heck, you could even make the argument right now that the, the weekly episode of SmackDown is probably a bigger priority in oh, respect uh, that that show has to deliver every darn week. And Crown Jewel, they have guaranteed money coming in for that. Also, so, also, also to that point too. They're not even staying in Saudi Arabia. When that show is over, that plane is waiting for them. They're headed back. For, Thursday for afternoon, they got to get back. Yep, <laughs> they're not waiting. Right. They are coming back. There's no splitting of the brands here. They are coming back right after the show, which is not how they handle it in the past. So that's nope. a clear indication what uh, what priority is. Uh, Jamal, get in there. Uh, yeah, I don't care. I mean, like, <laughs> this, is, this is really what it comes down to. Uh, Crown Jewel, blood money in your house uh, really doesn't make a damn bit of difference to me uh, as far as, like, the whole implications of MMA guys who come in and delegitimize wrestlers because they're re- they're real fighters, and this is an actual uh, match that you want to see instead of, you know, the guys that we try to build up, you know, via the sport. Also, I'm not a boxing fan. I'm not an MMA fan. I want to watch wrestling. That's why I'm watching the wrestling show that does wrestling or <laughs> wrestling. Uh, so why the hell would I take off from trick-or-treating 
to watch boxers <laughs> box wrestlers. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Um, with that said, with that said though, I, I still don't care. I know that this is a, this is a thing that they're contractually obligated to do. It's a thing that they really haven't built towards, and they're trying to make this bigger than it is. Uh, for, for and for and for what? Uh, well, because of the payday from the Saudi royal family, uh, because they signed a ten-year contract and they're only in their second year, I believe. Mm. I think mm-hmm. finishing up the second. No, third year. Yeah. Oh, is this the second one? Okay, I thought it was the third one. For yeah, I think that, yeah, they're into the second year. So we still have another eight years of you know house shows in a sixty thousand seat stadium. That's fine. That's cool. And and you know, good for them. I believe the way the uh, weekends are set up in the Middle East is that like a, a Thursday night is actually the start of the weekend. So mm. this would be like having the event on, on a Friday evening. Where it's, so it's not a big deal that it's on Thursday over there, um, and they definitely aren't doing Halloween. So that's kind of whatever. With that said, there is no point to the show. There is no real build to the show. Do I don't know who Tyson Fury is from Kung Fury, from the Furious, uh, you know, Fat Five and, and the Furious Three. <laughs> it doesn't really make a damn bit of difference to me. Don't forget the Tokyo trip. Exactly. I mean, that's too fast, too furious for real. But <laughs> it really doesn't make any sense. It's only there, you know, for a handful of people, uh, and and unfortunately, because of you know, the political ramifications of it, it's another reason not to watch. So unless you're just a massive fan of Braun Strowman or the Undertaker or whoever in the hell they wheelchair out of there, uh, you know, to be to like. Sweat through 115 degrees in, in the uh, in a full <laughs> body suit, you know, because it's Saudi Arabia at every day of the year. And it's whatever. I mean, it's a show. They got to do the show. You can either watch the show or not. And this is what we talked about last time they did it. Um, the last show that was in Jeddah, I believe, and this one's in mm-hmm. Riyadh. The bottom line is, and this is, you know, and you can make the same comparison that the NBA has gone through this week with China. If it's up to you, will your morals allow you to watch this show or not? Oh, please. Like, like that's, that's like, that's ever into anybody's consideration of watching. Well, it the should show. be. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I honestly should be. Well, we're, and, and we're, and, we're talking and about the bottom line is, is that if people take a stand and people make a stand. We're talking about wrestling politics. here, not politics. You know, goddamn well, and none of these fans are going to sit here and look at the moral aspect of it and say, you know what? That makes sense because that's also just, oh, I mean, there's so many examples I really could bring up that if, if it was for people, I mean, hell, even short term, people was just like, oh, Kofi losing the way he did was considered racist. I'm not watching it no more. That lasted for 30 minutes. And then people went back to watch it. Some people can't even stand righteous by their own feelings. And, and basically, like, the bottom of the barrel ignorant uh, assholes on the Internet said make that point. But there's a real claim to say that, like, yo, why are you, you know, why are you taking money from the Saudi royal family based on, you know, the past, I don't know, 30 years of of shenanigans over there. But whatever. Um, Like, well, because they pay us and the check clears. Okay, fine. Personally, I don't want to watch the show. Uh, Even if if I were into WWE main roster product, I still wouldn't watch the show. Uh, because fuck it, you know it's, it doesn't it doesn't matter to, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, they can they can do the show, they can not do the show. 
All right, get on the guys that are going. The fact that Sami Zayn's not allowed in the country is kind of BS. I mean, there's like <laughs> stuff like that. That's another reason why not like to watch the show. So I, I don't really care what they do, um, and it still won't help the fact that this is another pay per view that they absolutely have not built for. That they're going to half ass. Oh, and then dude. <laughs> again, that doesn't even matter because this is again, does matter. Not canon. This is not canon. This is this again. This is a. I can make the world move when I want type of thing, and it's happening. Uh, there's not even, matter of fact, there's not even much investment on their half because the check clears, and that's it's all that sold, matters. It's literally a sold show. They don't even have to sell tickets for it. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 the, it's the crown prince bringing wrestling, and he invites whoever. Yeah, it's not, see, I, I think a, this is kind of like different. Roadblock. Roadblock was also, a show. The sale wasn't promoted really either. What, say it again? Hell in the Cell wasn't promoted either. Which is the part of the problem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, again, if you, the argument for Hell in the Cell here is, is relevant. This isn't. This isn't because this, this again, I don't think that well, I this think is it a, should be relevant. That's, my, that's actually my point. It should be relevant because it should be an event that people would want to see. I mean, this, this, should, be, this should be, should a, be a big deal. Does it not bother you that this is actually not a big deal? Because we on a show I, in Saudi Arabia live, we understand the logistics of it here. It's a big deal for a lot of other people here. A lot of other people, uh, because you have the battle of two worlds going on here between a wrestler and a boxer. How does that happen? I mean, back in the day, people thrived on stuff like this. Like I, I don't know, I didn't know anybody then, but seeing Mister T in the boxing ring, I mean, in the wrestler ring was. A pretty huge deal, and even you know coming coming to more recent time, Floyd Mayweather. seeing my man Diamond Dallas Page next to uh, Carl Malone is a huge deal for me. Doesn't make I'm pretty sure the people that understood the wrestling IQ back then probably like, oh hell no. But for me, it was like, yeah, this is uh, one of my favorite players with one of my favorite wrestlers. Let's see what they got. So I, I got to see how that can still be relevant now, and and again for this other this untapped fan base, and, and let's let's think about this too. I know you don't watch wrestling MMA, but there's a big displeasure in those in those uh sports too because they don't have the stars and they don't have the big draws. There's no Floyd Mayweather uh, boxing right now, and Conor McGregor isn't uh, fighting in the UFC. So these big draws that they have no longer exist. So the fact that you're able to see a tale of two different uh, two different sports come together, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a big deal. So, again, as much as this really isn't about the casual wrestling fan, the WWE fan base, more the Saudi paycheck, it's also for the people that's just like, yo, this is a really big thing. Like, Tyson Fury's about to face a wrestler? Like, what What in the world? Like, sounds bizarre, but I'm sure it's going to get some eyes put on it. And it's got people talking. The tabloids are talking. So that's part of the job done there. I really want. I, do, I really do want to shift things here because we, we still got, like, a couple of more things. I know you got a couple of things you want to bring up, too. Really quick, I don't want to talk about really much about the results of the draft. I really want to talk about how the draft was, was executed. Uh, obviously... Raw getting the pick, SmackDown getting the pick, which means that the Raw, because Raw has three hours, has significantly, um, not significantly, but did have more picks than SmackDown. Um, but I like the fact that they had the tickers. I thought the War Room stuff was cheesy, 
but I, I get what they were getting at. Um, but the mid the, the middle segments with other legit analysts from different sports and so on, <laughs> I thought that was also interesting. Some of them contribute re- really well. Some of them did their best, but at, right. the same, at the same time, <laughs> they're trying to intertwine. Um, they're trying to inter- intertwine some of these, and, it, and they'll, they'll catch along. I mean, these these people are paid legit dollars. They'll eventually catch on, and now that this is part of their networking, um, they're gonna have a job, to, and they're they're gonna have to do their due diligence to be up to speed on what's happening. So, um, but I thought it was a really good attempt into trying to make the draft as as authentic as they could compared to how other people's draft were uh, are are being done. So. As much as I said I would like to see what they would have did last week, I think they really did hit nail a lot of that this week. I think they, for for good or for bad, they at least attempted it with uh, Stephanie McMahon coming to the panel, the ticker on the bottom about what drafts are being done. Hell, we got trades, uh, which we'll just talk about in a second. Uh, but overall, I think they did it. And they even, I think, I mean, the undrafted uh, people, I thought that was even interesting how they did it, how the next day, people who were left were then signed to brands and cover. So, um, you know, I, I think they legit uh, made a really good attempt on trying to uh, really legitimize the draft. Now, I know we can fuss about how who was drafted over who. Like, the fact that the B team was drafted over Cesaro, I mean, you can just put me to bed right now because that makes zero sense. <laughs> <laughs> but either way... Um, uh yeah, but the the other the other key thing is it really did give us an indication on um who's available, who's not hurt, and so on. So that was cool. Also, too, I'm not sure if you guys were even 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 recognized this, but like, did y'all notice that the Usos were nowhere to be found in this? Yeah, or and Naomi. Read, yeah, and I read something about that that Naomi's going through a personal issue right now. Um, and I'm not sure if Jimmy and Jade or. I don't know who had the arrest issue with the drinking and driving. I don't know if that has something to do with it as well. Um, but it makes it interesting where you can bring them back at a different time because you don't want to put mm-hmm. everything in your baskets at one time. Exactly. But, but let's say if you bring them back in December or January around Warrior Rumble time and they have a big splash and you still have the new circuit of, oh, who are these people? I never know. Oh, they're related to Roman Reigns? Oh, th- those guys can really go in the ring. You bring that atmosphere where you can have it continue to go where people can be interested in January or interested in next May, where you can do a slow burn of it. Um, so that way you can have people come in at later time and it can be still a great impact. Yeah, Marcellus is exactly right. You you don't play all your cards right now. If you have some people on the bubble like that and you're not even heck, even if you're not sure what you want to do with someone and you're like, well, we can put them on raw or we can put them on SmackDown. Right. If, if it's a situation like that where you're not quite sure, it's like, heck, hold them back for now work with what you got and then heck in a month or two when you need a little boost to something oh yep. here come usos why, yep. why not with with the gigantic roster involved and the amount of people they got lying around they didn't need to draft every single darn person in the last week to yep. get them on a certain brand or not i think it was smart to hold some people back and as far as the format of it goes i know a lot of people were like talking about it being hokey or like all like yeah the war room stuff was dumb i get what they were going for though i think they had a lot of good ideas that they just didn't quite get fleshed out but i will absolutely say this i'll take the format they did where you made it seem like there was actual picks being made i'd rather have that 
than the random screen where it just flashes a whole bunch of faces <laughs> and <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. I don't want the damn lotto drawing. So <laughs> I will take this over the random lotto screen that just suddenly pops up with Randy Orton on it. So I I absolutely like this presentation better and Lord knows in a year they could they could smooth out some of the wrinkles in it and do it a lot better. So give me that over the random lotto setup any day of the week. And, th- and let me add this too. One of the things that I think is going to be um, shown down the line, like if you have like, let's say, cause I know triple H has been on these shows before, but if you have them on skip and Shannon undisputed, if you have them on these different, you know, uh, sport themed shows that goes on right now, and then you can have like your WWE moment where they can talk for 20 minutes about different rumors, even though they're already sprinkling it now. This is all for future presentation purposes, but they just have to try it out little by little to see what works before they build on it. And once again, I know that's probably part of this Fox deal. Yeah, uh, a lot of the Fox promotion was Triple H going to uh, the different <laughs> Fox networks in the respective cities to do the interviews uh, for them. Obviously, we have it here in D.C. Um, they ran commercials and so forth. So, like, that's, that's definitely not far-fetched. I mean, they've done it for the promotion side. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing it in the promotion for... Uh, let's say WrestleMania coming like April. so. I think a lot of that will be happening as well too. Also, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, our WrestleMania is put on Fox uh, before they uh, actually go live. Uh, but on that note too, um, if, unless you guys got anything else to say about this draft, really quick, you're talking about shows, so we got the what are we gonna call it? The teaser episode for the FS1 backstage. Uh, hosted by Renee Young and Booker T. Now, please tell me you guys watch this. I didn't get a chance to see it, but I did see some highlights like through Twitter. Um, but I did not see it. Jamal? Um, uh, yeah, when I saw that, it was just uh, Booker T and Renee Young. And I did see where, I mean, I saw a little bit of it, now to be honest with you. I uh, didn't really pay too much attention to it because it's another recap show. And like a third of Raw is recaps. So I don't I don't really know why I should watch this. So it it okay, so the cable the TV guy was a little bit um what's the word I'm looking for? What, well, it was, was wrong a little bit inaccurate. It was, it was, it was. Because yes, like I turned it on and I thought it was supposed to start it didn't start at eleven like it was supposed to. Um SmackDown was on at eleven. So this didn't really come on until about eleven thirty. Um, I think that might be key for the future. Uh, they handle it like that right now. Uh, when it actually does become a weekly thing, that potentially might be uh, something else that we maybe have. And hell, Sports Center does it, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do that as well too. But look, they had um, so obviously Renee Young and Booker T, and then Christian and Paige was on it as well. Um, they did talk about certain things that happened this week. Open discussion. It was unchained. Um, they eat it. They even had a segment where they brought in um, a fan of WWE. So they brought in Adam Jones, a uh, former Oriole, to yep. cut a promo against Booker T. He's a he's been a fan. We got to hear a little bit about his background. Um, if anybody wasn't familiar who he was, um, and then you know the segment obviously it was about teaching somebody promo skills, but also you know somebody being able to call a promo out on somebody, which was cool. But ultimately, the thing to talk about right now on this show was. The segment, the social media smackdown, where they get to address a tweet sent to them, and they get to call it out. Now, if you haven't seen Renee <laughs> Young's response, um, it was golden. But the big thing for me 
the big thing for me is that not only did Renee Young come off as fire when she said, I got that Fox money, she's claiming the show. This is her oh, element. This is, this is her element. I think this is where she's going to thrive, and I think she's very comfortable. Um, much well, like that's what she did smack. before. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And it's just, it, it does feel very reminiscent of Talking Smack and why I even used to spend that extra 30 minutes watching it because she's damn good at this. Paige is damn good at this. Matter of fact, the rumors are saying now that they're they thinking about permanently adding Paige to this. Oh, um, but oh, no. it, what's cool about this is that they are being themselves. Paige is basically saying, check out my movie, like whatever, whatever. And then she's just like, you know, she's saying self to self promote. It's not. It doesn't feel scripted at all. Um, I'm enjoying it, and not just that. Fox must be loving it because Fox is retweeting all this stuff. So, I feel like this is one of those shows now where we're going to be able to have, you know, a really uh, respectable people in the wrestling business totally be themselves, and should be worth the extra thirty minutes at night watching or an hour. I think it is. I'm sorry. I don't even know. An hour. Okay, yeah. I think it, I think this is going to be something that must watch. But I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I love that this is reality. And the fact that, you know, even though this was just their pilot episode, because they say they're not going to start till November, it being weekly, um, it won't be long till Uncle Shannon's on that show. And I can't <laughs> wait. I skip. Can't skip. <laughs> if he ain't drinking that yak on that show, I don't even know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> book, but I'm be like, book, this, book, book. Give me some book. This, this is this, this is this was good. This was very, very good. And they had the had the they had the um, bottom line on it. Not just talking WWE, but other other uh, sports stuff. So obviously, when the Nats had one, um, that was on the bottom line. So again, it's, it's feeling like a real sports show, and they got. I think they got Renee. I think Renee Young is a super, super kid for that. And that's I I I'm I'm thoroughly invested in seeing future episodes of that. I wish you guys could see it, but hopefully when you guys get a chance, you can see it as uh you guys get a chance to go watch it. Cause obviously they're gonna be running replays of that, reruns of that until um it becomes a yeah. weekly thing in November. I mean I saw I saw a little bit of it and honestly it really didn't keep my attention. So I moved on to anything else. Um <laughs> I, I do remember uh, Renee Paulette from uh, her work on the Score and uh, Sportsnet 360, and she hosted a wrestling show with uh, Jimmy Cordero's former referee uh, Booker T. Currently hosts a show on ESPN uh, ESPN Houston. Um, so the, it's called um, the Hall of Fame with Booker T. So yeah. like they both have chops in in broadcasting, and Renee definitely seems to be. A lot more comfortable just in her element, not doing the live TV where people are screaming in her ear to save this and this and hit these marks, but just in a more uh, laid back opportunity to interview people. Uh, I think that's what probably made Talking Smack great is that she let allow the wrestlers to do their thing instead of hit these points and sell this point and sell this point. So yeah. uh, good on her for that. But I just kind of hate when anybody uses. Uh, their checkbook, like Seth Rollins does, as <laughs> like a comfort to an insult. It's like, okay, dick, fine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, good for you. I do think the WWE uh, backstage is going to be better than the big show's Netflix show. 
Big Show having a sitcom might be okay. <laughs> I, I, I would not put the bar too high for a Big Show sitcom. So, <laughs> guys, um, well, uh, about this really quick. You guys spending sixty dollars on ABA two K? Nope. I'm sorry, WWE two K? Nope. Nope. So it's it's weird because I was going to until I saw like some gameplay from it, and honestly, it looks like the current two K took video from 2K13 and said, no, we're going to charge $60 from it. Yes. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's what I had met. My last one I bought was 2K13. That's the last one I bought. So, like, it really looks like an Xbox 360 game, um, you know, the new 2K. And it's unfortunate, like, to be fair, full disclosure, their development team, like, half the company left um, and kind of left WWE during the... Uh, and they kind of left THQ during the process. So... And doesn't it come out That's kind of... What their um what their deal is, it's still not worth uh, sixty dollars. And two K, basically, all their games are the same now. Yeah. So, guys, I'm I'm just gonna say this. I tweeted it. I'll say it again now. All you guys complaining that you want them to bring back all the sixty four WWF games, right? Y'all wanted it, and sure enough, two K Sports. Listen, they just gave you that game. Put the Unreal Engine on it and said, "Bada boom, sixty dollars, baby. Here you go. <laughs> Bada boom, realest guys in the room. Mm. <laughs> We're gonna edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> no reference to that guy. Just play it. But uh, yeah, no, it, the graphics are horrible. Uh, I, I I saw um some of the people who uh on uh, YouTube who are like the beta testers for it. Oh, the, the goddamn thing is glitchy galore, and you know." You know they're not going to patch that before they release it. That is going to come out, and it's just going to be hot fire. But that's not going to fix the graphics because, um, yeah. But yeah, to Jamal's point, you're right. Half of the uh, half of the, the the company did leave, but hell, they should just take a year off. Yeah. NBA, NBA, uh, NBA Live. Yeah, they still haven't recovered, in my opinion. Yep. So, oh. Yeah, they're not having a game this year. Again, <laughs> this is the second time in like five years they yeah. did that. Right. Now, oh, so, oh, and then the one year when they came back, it was free. Free? So, when it was like yeah. NBA Elite or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, it was free to play. Uh, but the bottom line is, yeah, yeah 2K20 uh, looks like it's hot ass fire. And it's really unfortunate because it should be, well, it should be the best game out there. But I think part of the thing that makes No Mercy so great uh, and and people revere it as the greatest wrestling game to ever come out. It's because it's easy to pick up. It's t- it's incredibly hard to like master because of just how uh, you know the controls work and stuff like that. And and for me, the biggest thing with No Mercy and how great it is is that the interactions with people and weapons. If you DDT somebody with a ring bell, it's going to make a loud ding sound <laughs> because that's not how that works. But it's just so much fun to do. So it didn't have the best graphics. Uh, everybody looks like a, you know a box of checks mix with like a title <laughs> belt around them. Um, the music was trash, even even for the time. The music was trash, and everything else is bad. And and honestly, their competition was much worse because ECW had a game. Um, you know uh, what the WCW had a game. Several games out, like Thunder and Mayhem were coming out. I and then the love Thunder had a game. So 
it wasn't just WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy out there by themselves. What's WWE uh, 2K's competition right now? Fire Pro Wrestling? That came out last year, I think. Mm, yeah. So that's no, about yeah. it. Um, yeah. That's about it, and it's radically different if you can find it. So yes. no competition. We've seen what happens when businesses have no competition. They get lazy. They charge Too comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I forget what other game it was, but it was some game that li- it was a soccer game. It might have been FIFA. I mean, it had to have been FIFA, unless it was uh, what's his face? But yeah, it must have been FIFA. Um, that between two years, it was identically the same. Identically, the roster well, yeah, was the only thing that changed. Let, let us know. That sounds like Madden from year to year too. Right, but what what competition is there? Also, None. also, also, also. I, just because we bring it up, Madden. Madden don't just do the same thing. Madden says this was a really good feature this year. Everyone liked it. Next year, you won't be getting it. And it or you get it back five sense. years later. Oh, it's <laughs> Let, Let's bring back the promo. You haven't seen this in 10 years, but this is the yeah. first time we had it. Exactly. Ridiculous. Okay, Jamal, what you got? So, uh, hey, let's just talk about it. AEW ratings. Uh, the ratings are out. And according to Show Buzz Daily, AEW Dynamite was the fifth ranked show on cable last night. Uh, 1.014 million rating a uh, million viewers the show drew 1.4 uh, million viewers in the second episode um on its premiere episode 1.4 1.01 in its second episode and 1. 1.14 1.014 uh, and it's, it's a slight drop of maybe slight like drop, yeah. bottom line is is that once again and this is, again, not about the ratings per se as a number, because I'm not an advertiser. I'm not selling them anything yet. Expect those big will go back commercials in 2021. <laughs> the idea is uh, for WWE to put out NXT as the spite show to drag people away from AEW for the third week in a row since its inception, considering that uh, NXT had a two-week jump with a one-hour teaser. Uh, on uh, the USA Network, while AEW was waiting for it. Since NXT also knew what AEW, who had previously announced what they're, or what they were going to open their uh, show with, they had also announced, well, this is what our, our champion is, and this is what we're going to have. They've laid almost all of their cards on the table. Uh, AEW did, and NXT had the time to prepare, to counterbalance. And they got, well, they got kind of got mollywopped. It hasn't been close uh, in the ratings. So NXT is down for the third consecutive week since AEW started and the fifth week since the premiere with a whopping 790,000 people. Wow. Um, right. So the idea is it is, it is obvious that uh, you know, both of them are hitting a decline. AEW is still hovering around the 1 million mark. And NXT is treading water below around 750,000 mark. Now, to give you some comparisons, for whatever reason, Basketball Wives in the 8 o'clock hour on VH1 was your number one show with, a one point, with 1.2 million people watching. Uh, American Horror Story in the 10 o'clock hour um, was an also another, uh, was number two. The Lakers and Warriors was number three. Black Ink Crew on VH1 was number four. And AEW was number five. So they're mm-hmm. up there. And South Park is number six. So they're up there with the top shows on cable at that time period. 
Yep. And then NXT, for comparison, if AEW was five, NXT was 30th of the top shows. Three spots behind Crank Yankers at 1030. <laughs> Jeez. That's serious. Yeah. And so, this is, this is, hold on one second. This is also okay. uh, had, uh, in, in this market, you had the Capitals on. Uh, you also had uh, a Wednesday Night Hockey on NBC Sports Network and mm-hmm. three season basketball coming on. So I don't want to hear a goddamn excuse about how, oh, it's the competition. It's so much on TV. And we have DVRs and stuff. Shut up. Because NXT is getting trashed by crank anchors of all shows. Um, <laughs> in, in, a, in a time slot measured over uh, an hour. Um, and, other, and, the, and the Democratic debate, which is a big, bigger deal, uh, a big deal, but it should be a bigger deal, was on TV for like nine hours yesterday. So there was definitely other stuff to watch. And people handily chose NXT, I mean, chose AEW over NXT. Huh. Now here's the question, and this is what it comes down to. This is my point. NXT, for whatever reason, does not work in its current state at two hours. If you were to say, well, Finn Balor is going to make a speech, uh, is going to cut a promo. Oh, shit, really? Cool. If you want to say that we're going to end the night with, um, oh, hell, what, what was the main event last night? I don't remember. And I know it was good. No, it was uh, Pete Dunne. And um, Damian Priest, uh, yeah, not Trainer Baszler. Um, that's also a match on paper that I would go cool. And then the same night that they have Keith Lee versus Donovan Dijak, uh, which sets up the triple threat for the North American title with Roderick Strong. It's like no, these are these these are quality matches. Unfortunately, though, the way the NXT is building their stories and the way the AEW are building their stories don't. They're not the same, and that's fine. They don't have to be the same. But NXT uh, has these guys that have taken a long time to build themselves up and up and up through the rankings, especially Keith Lee, who's been there shit, 17 years and hasn't really done a damn thing, versus a guy like Darby Allen. Uh, AEW had two matches last night that, on paper, if we were to ask you guys beforehand, you would have said that no, there's no way in the hell that Darby Allen's going to win. It would be it would be insane if he did. There's no way that Rio is going to lose to Brick Baker. It would it would be insane if she did. There's no way in the blue hell that uh, the Lucha Brothers should beat Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy. But in the Lucha Brothers match and the main event, I was 100% invested in the opposite team winning. And a lot of people in that audience were in Philly. So it's like there's something organic happening with AEW. And they're not just bringing different style of matches and a different style of wrestling. Because NXT can do that too. But they're just bringing these people that you want to root for. Uh, you know, Keith Lee versus Dodgeck is great if I didn't see it 17 times already. Or technically you've only seen it three three, three times, times in NXT. So. Yeah. Okay, well, in NXT, that, that, that is fair, but because nothing, no other wrestling exists outside of WWE. But Here, Here's my quick question, though, and, and I understand exactly what you're saying, Jamal, as far as like something's working for AEW. So let me ask this. What is the magical number that is panic mode for NXT, and what's the magic number that's the panic mode for AEW? 
So we're looking because I'm glad you <laughs> put that up as far as the top five shows and where everybody. I'm answering ranks. this. I, I I got some perspective to bring in on this too. I'm I'm answering this really quick. There is no number for NXT because numbers don't matter, and I'm still gonna stay high to that because they can they they have re replay on different platforms. So for the people again, like I've said last week, when it's the option of watching the two and you only can watch the two, I mean you only can watch one of the two at a time. You know you can watch WWE on Hulu the following day and on the network at a, at some point. But you miss uh you miss uh um, AEW. AW? Not sure where you may be watching that at. Because it's not on Hulu. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it's like catch it once or don't catch it at all. Well, it also I don't, I don't also keep keep this in mind. Keep this in mind. So the NXT number Okay, yeah, they got they got seven twelve last night. They're down to seven twelve. Yep. Um, I think once it got under a million, I could see I could see USA starting to get concerned. But like we've mentioned before, USA does not have any hit shows right now, so USA nope. is not in a position to be like, well, we have this waiting in the wings that we could slide in here and it'll do better. So U- USA is isn't exactly in a position to be sweating it too much yet. From WWE's perspective. They're running. Here's what they're putting into this: putting NXT on Wednesday. They got a free venue and full sale. They're not paying any travel expenses because everyone's already down there. All they're doing is putting everyone over to full sale and sending sending a signal up on a satellite. Whereas AEW is touring the country, running big buildings, and having to get everybody there. The expenses mm-hmm. between the two shows are very different. The mm-hmm. one upside, as as much as everyone's crapping on the idea of full sale right now, and yes, it does not look as impressive when you're flipping channels between the two. The cash that WWE is having to put out to put that show on is significantly less. So in their Good mind, point. I'm sure that is a bit of an upside where they can make. Well, we can afford to take this hit because as as has been mentioned by Jamal earlier. How much of NXT being on Wednesday night is just purely out of spite? And they're looking at it as like, yeah, even if we're only getting 712, maybe that's 500,000 people that aren't watching AEW instead. And we're mm-hmm. peeling that number off of them. And in the end, that's the number that really matters to them. Now, as far as AEW's million that they're at right now, that's, that's still a pretty solid number. But I want to put that number in perspective. Drawing 1 million viewers a week on a TNT. There was another company in a recent decade that was drawing a million viewers a week, and that was TNA on Spike. They were drawing a million viewers on average a week for the entire Spike run. So a million numbers will keep you safe. I don't, they're, I don't think they're in any danger of getting canceled. I think next week when the World Series is back, I think that number is going to drop below a million, though. I think we're mm-hmm. going to have that. that, that next week's going to be, I think, rough on both of these shows. The other key is both of these shows are dropping. Neither one of them is plateaued yet. And next week is going to be rough. I think that World Series is really going to hurt both of them next week. Well, game two is a Wednesday next week. Game one and game two, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, so there there was Um, no game game this week because the Yankees game got postponed. Right. Uh, Yeah, game one would be uh, Tuesday the 22nd, and game two is Wednesday the 23rd, I believe. So they'll be going um, against game two. So the question is, and, and obviously I agree with that, that the World Series doesn't uh, help. Um, also, the NBA does start, I want to say, this weekend. Next Tuesday, next Tuesday, the 20, 22nd as well. Well, and there that you is go. On so, TNT, that is on TNT as well. 
Right. So, but so, but the second night of May of NBA regular season basketball right. in major markets are going to happen as well. Yep. Um, yep. Even though TNT will not have any national coverage, I believe the ESPN has national coverage. Yeah, on Wednesday. The NBA on Wednesday. Right. So you have basketball on ESPN. You have the World Series on Fox, uh, weather permitting. Yep. Um, and then you have uh, the wrestling. Uh, and God, whatever the hell else is going on, God forbid any breaking news story that like crushes everything in any way. Yeah. The the point still is, no matter what, I don't care. Pick a week. You can pick any week out of the year, and there will be some major competition because it's cable. So I mean, and, and, and let's not forget that you know, AEW was number five, but it was beat by preseason basketball, American Horror Story, and Basketball Wives. <laughs> That's so, my show. Of course it is. Up there. So. <laughs> So there is that. <laughs> but if you're telling me that, you well, it's because, you know, hey, um, they have, people have DVRs and stuff like that. Well, you know, people do have DVRs. People can watch it on multiple streams. If people want to find a way, they will find a way. And for whatever reason, for whatever reason, people are choosing to watch the Ingram angle on Fox News versus uh, NXT. People are choosing to watch Cranky Anchors. <laughs> or house hunters. Well, okay. Property. So, so, put some respect on Crank Yankers' name. It, at least it returned after all these years. So, a little bit of novelty in that. But I, I, okay, sir. Okay. <laughs> so, so the bottom line is, is that you know NXT. Uh, I don't. This is. I think this is like the honeymoon phase. But yeah. the bottom. But the truth is, is that they actually are telling stories that are engaging people from week to week to week. NXT still has the same formula that kind of kept me away from doing things than following them from week to week, except for going to TakeOver. The next TakeOver is War Games. I really don't care what they're doing until like the week or so before War Games. Mm -hmm. Because what, so the North American Championship is going to be defended then. Cool. In NXT, as deep as their roster is, and that doesn't include the Florida circuit, I really only care about the three titles, and the Undisputed Era, which are most of the titles anyway. Also, that's <laughs> also the storyline that they're talking about. So, <laughs> but not, yeah. no, no, not really. I mean, I just want to see what the Undisputed Era are doing and whatever the other champions are, are doing that are, if they're not the Undisputed Era already. Every single match in AEW, every single one, kind of has me interested in a way where that because it has ramifications. When AEW is the shiny new toy. It has that newness. It's the fresh show. The question is, how long does it keep that shiny new car smell before it becomes okay? It's just another. It's another Wednesday. Mm -hmm. You know, does it does it take six weeks? Does it take till New Year's? At some point, that new car smell wears off, and that's when that's when I you know when does this all plateau? That that's the question. When do we hit the? Is the million mark going to be the plateau? It, It could be. You know, between 800 and a million, if it hovers him there, that's TNA range. And that's fine. I'll keep him, you know, they'll keep him on the air. I think TNT will be very happy with that. It'll be all good. The, the only thing I think that means to me is if they're pulling a TNA level rating, that doesn't change the world. That's just, they exist. They're a show, but they're not going for, you know, the, the big guns of WWE. It's just not right. in that realm. Well, true, and I don't think anybody's ready to compare them to Raw or SmackDown yet. That's not that's not that's not even the case. But I do think that uh, if WWE 
if they continue if they continue to manage their level of complacency, uh, because NXE is in a groove, you kind of know what they're going to get in. And yes, AEW does have a newness to it where you don't really know where it's going to go next. Uh, but the way that they've been doing things, where as of right now, I want more of it. So I'm glad that AEW Dark is a, is a thing, and, oh, and oh, that's at least okay. another hour. Oh, okay. Nah, it was, it, look, the AEW Dark thing is just another uh, uh, content on the YouTube. That first, really. week, that first week was hot fire. Hot fire garbage, to be clear. And um, and that's why they're just extra matches. I, I can't put no stake in that besides it just being content. Yeah, I mean, right. yeah, that's the thing. But my point is, it's not about like the quality of it. It's just that I want more of AEW right now, and I can only have two hours of it. So they give me an extra hour so I can watch that and uh, NWA Power on Tuesdays. Yes. <laughs> these are great things. I mean, th- these are good things. I don't feel a, a, a want or a need to follow what's happening on NXT in comparison to AEW. And that's problematic considering how much time they've had to throw the kitchen sink at AEW, and it's not entirely clicked yet. I, there's no buzz with NXT right now. And, and I don't mean that, like, in, in a, oh, NXT has failed. No, no, no. I mean, like, realistically, you, you check Twitter, you check whatever. People are generally saying either it's a great time to be a wrestling fan because so much quality is on TV, or... AEW continues to surprise. I'm um, not really hearing the buzz about Finn Balor coming back next week. I, I don't know. I mean, again, it's the shine. It is. The, I think the shiny new toy is the thing. We've seen NST. We know what it is. I. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's to it's to each his own because I can I see plenty of people trashing AEW, saying like you know if they continue this, like no one's going to be watching. I, it, this this oh, arguments I mean, all across the board. It's social media, so everyone's got something to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's really no wrong answer here. Uh, just, I'm sorry, there's no right answer here. So at this point now, it's just what draws to you, period. Right. So The only right answer is to just watch wrestling and enjoy it. Indeed. I mean, honestly, it's, it's a lot of good stuff out there. Indeed. Yeah, you you got eight million options right now. They're impossible to all keep up with. The last thing I'm gonna say, since it hasn't been mentioned tonight, and the name stuck in there real quick, I am loving NWA Power. That is the most fun hour there is in weekly wrestling right now. If you want yeah. different, if you want unique, NWA Power is like nothing else out there. And all you gotta do is go on YouTube to check it out. And I, I'll say NWA Power is a clear distinguish of the wrestling fan you are. If you're enjoying it, that just lets me know that you appreciate everything about the territories, the small studio companies, and probably a lot of the reason why you started watching wrestling in the first place. It is fully encompassing that. It's a, th- it's a, it's a thrill to watch. We, we talked about it a lot last week, and um, this week was also another good episode, so you're, you're entirely right. We do need to wrap this up because we're like a little bit over our time. Is there anything else we need to talk about really, really fast, people? I'm, I'm good on my end. I am good, too. Uh, get better, Luchasaurus. Hopefully he comes back soon. Yes, please. We need that dinosaur. <laughs> um, oh, I do, I do have one thing to say. I'm sorry. Eric Bischoff, uh, Future Endeavors? No one cares. <laughs> Bruce Pitcher. <laughs> Congratulations on your promotion. Also, no one cares because it doesn't matter. They can, they, they can, they can put one of us in there and pay us handsomely. Uh, it's still it's Vince's show. He will run into the ex, he will run into the ground and and go down with it laughing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who they put in. They can put Santa yep. Claus in there. Yep. Yeah. 
They both been, they they were both put there to there to fill a role. Bishop Bischoff was put in there to take the fall, and Pritchard's there now to be a yes man. It it is what it is. And just real quick, uh, since we were talking about video games earlier, um, the Madden curses hit again, and the Madden curse is still undefeated. So, uh oh, did yeah tonight it just did. Uh oh, breaking mm-hmm. news: Patrick Mahomes out. Pat, mm-hmm. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes out with a knee injury. Not sure how serious it is. Oh, yeah. I don't know who that is. All right, okay. well, that'll do it for the week. Um, and uh, as always, make sure you stay tuned each and every week for our episodic podcast where we're going to get hitting all our topics and so forth. Stay uh, locked into YouTube for all other content as well. And again, thanks for you for listening in. Catch you guys next week. Hey, this is 2 Chains, the host of the BGB Podcast. Be sure to visit us on YouTube and subscribe for additional content. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to the Big Go Belt Podcast on iTunes and all audio platforms. Visit BigGoBeltGroup.com, the golden standard for all of your wrestling needs. And connect with us on all social media platforms. What's up, Big Gold Belt faithful? Damien Salty G here, Damien G347 on Twitter. Coming to you again post-show with some quick notes regarding this week in wrestling. So, AEW won the ratings war, air quotes, again over NXT. Uh, over maybe, what, 300,000 uh, was the victory in that sense, over 300,000 viewers. Here's the thing I, I, I keep going back to. It's week three. We still got a couple more weeks to go. AEW still has the new car smell. There is no football on Wednesdays. <laughs> if there was other competition for television viewing other than wrestling, then maybe I, I'd i be a little more concerned. But middle of the week, that's all we got to watch as wrestling fans. I'm not giving too too much to it still. The ratings differential... AEW, like I said, still has the new car smell. NXT is still ingratiating people who have not had the network to who these stars are in order to kind of let the audience know who a Damian Priest is, a Pete Dunne is, Keith Lee, Dijakovic, etc., etc. So I'm not going to get too bent up out of shape about that. So for anyone who's screaming... Yeah, WWE's losing the war and AEW's winning the war. First off, be happy that wrestlers are getting another job. That That's what I'm happy about. I'm happy that wrestling talent gets another job, another place to apply their trade. So as far as the ratings are concerned, still early, still moot as far as I'm concerned. Now, if it was a chasm of, let's say, 2 million, 2.5 million to 700,000, then I'd start to get a little worried if I'm WWE. But then someone brought up on Twitter today, so shout out to Will and to Rob for bringing this up. Production costs. The production costs for WWE to run NXT at full sale versus a traveling brand in AEW going around the country. There's got to be a differential in production costs. So for WWE... As long as potentially it's not a two-to-one 
or three to one ratings differential. And then you mitigate that with production costs or lag thereof for full sale versus a traveling show. I wouldn't be worried if I'm WWE. It's not, it's a non sequitur for me. That's how I view it. You may disagree. Feel free to chime in, but I don't really see one type of way about it. There's no real ratings war yet. Let's see if it's a three to one, you know, pull in AEW's favor eventually. And I said, give it five weeks. Give it five to six weeks to finally see where we sit. And even wait till after full gear to see where we sit. And then maybe we could start chiming a little bit more about ratings and harping a little bit more about the ratings game. What I'd be more interested in from a ratings perspective is Raw versus SmackDown. Because ever since the draft happened and there have been some puzzling moves and maybe they tried, for instance, Rey Mysterio going in the sixth round, Titus going before him, the weird trade with Bliss and Cross where Hunter said it was going to be blockbuster. They're trying to give this a sports feel on SmackDown with draft picks and draft insiders, a Mel Kuyper Jr. type, a Adrian Wojnarowski type, breaking these deals down. But at the, if you really look at the rosters, people have said this before. I'm just kind of glossing over it really quick. SmackDown got the bigger stars. Raw got the best workers. Now, I'm not saying that SmackDown doesn't have good workers, but if Nakamura, their their upper mid-card actually looks like it got a lot better. But Raw's, you can see it's a Paul Heyman production. I'm interested to see what Bruce Pritchard does now that Eric Bischoff's no longer the executive producer. But the fact that this on Raw has the makings of the workhorse for years. Raw was the soap opera show and SmackDown was the worker show. Now SmackDown has decent workers, but even better box off appeal, uh, box office appeal for the suits at Fox versus Raw, which the USA Network probably is going to just have storylines, but with good workers. It's evidence why Charlotte is on SmackDown. It's evidence why Sasha is on SmackDown. Becky, for all her, the man, needed to be the staple on Monday Night Raw. You needed a reason to watch Monday Night Raw. And since Rollins wasn't going anywhere, Becky wasn't going anywhere. But I'm interested to see those ratings. To see who wins that battle, Fox or USA. And whether or not the 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 wave of... Friday Night SmackDown is going to continue with Brock and Kane, Velasquez, Tyson Fury, and Braun Strowman, which leads me to Crown Jewel. I don't care. I haven't watched WWE Blood Money not once. I'm not going to watch this time. Am I intrigued that WWE decided to go to the sports realm of boxing and MMA again? I'm not really intrigued. Vince McMahon wants to get the biggest bang for his buck. The Saudi prince wants to maximize star power. It made sense. So I'm not really bent up out of out of crown jewel. I did make the joke yesterday on Twitter uh, whether or not the Rock and Roll Express will inevitably show up at the next crown jewel event and who would they wrestle. 
I'd say probably they would wrestle the Revival. I think it would be fun. Just throwing it out there if the Revival wrestled the Rock and Roll Express or if the Usos wrestled the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, that would be interesting. But I have no rooting interest in Team Hogan versus Team Flair. I know WWE's trying to pick up the pieces from The Fiend and, and Seth. But to be quite honest, I think that's dead for me. They have butchered that angle and that the whole thing with Seth Rollins. I think they've butchered it by now and booked themselves into a corner. But knowing that Cain Velasquez is making his WWE debut, Tyson Fury making his WWE debut against Braun Strowman, and some people have have told me that they think this is going to be the start of Braun Strowman's ascent to be the one to take the belts off of Brock Lesnar. Maybe. I don't know. Six months can change a lot. In 18 months, Marco Stunt went from being a relative unknown to being one of the most talked about people on AEW in week three. So things can happen. Braun could finally get off the schneid at not being able to win the big one. Maybe WWE trusts him eventually, or Fox, wink, wink, trusts him eventually to be the champ to take it off of Brock. Who knows? But to go back to the draft really quick, sometimes you try to steer too much into the gimmick of something. For instance, the trade, what, two future draft picks? What is this? We're trading for, you know, Bliss and, and Cross for a fourth and a fifth as if it's the NFL draft. It's getting a little too cute. It got a little too cute. They tried to be different. I honestly believe somewhere along the lines there was a disconnect on probably people that Fox wanted, but USA didn't want to give them up, or USA wanted where Fox said, no, we want them. So it's having to make mommy and daddy happy but knowing that mommy and daddy are still going to be upset. So Vince wants to make the parents happy because they're going to keep filling the piggy bank. He's a businessman. What would you expect him to do? You try to market the most profitable product you can given the contracts you have available, TV or network or otherwise. So before I get out of here, those are my quick thoughts on both the draft, Crown Jewel, ratings but I want to give a quick a really quick shout out to the match last week on NXT with Walter and Kushida I have not been the biggest Kushida fan since he debuted in NXT I wasn't a big fan of his gimmick in in New Japan but that match he put on with Walter say what you will about Walter you may not think he's all that special but I honestly think if he wanted to be stateside all the time, WWE would be wise to pull the trigger on Walter being a world champion, a dominant world champion. Even the way they're booking Imperium is pretty dang good. You would not think those three guys would serve as viable backup to Walter, where Walter's this, this larger-than-life man with his minions, but yet they're believable. They've essentially taken our British Strong style. Now they beat up what, Birch and Lorcan, which are two of the toughest dudes in NXT, who are the legitimate tag team gatekeepers of NXT. 
So I think that match of Walter and Kushida, and they had some very ingenuitive spots, <laughs> especially with trying to lock in the Kimura off the turnbuckle and just trying to find ways to chop the big guy down. I was not around, maybe I was, I was around for Andre the Giant's heyday, and I know he's not as big as Andre the Giant was, but there's a lot of Andre the Giant with Walter, and I really appreciate his, I want to say, kind of his immersion into the WWE style. Uh, I mean, for NXT and NXT UK, it works. I'd be curious to see what he looks like as a wrestler and as a performer in WWE's main roster. And maybe because NXT now is a viable third brand, they don't bother with call-ups. They just kind of run it as if it's a, a regular third brand. But that's my, my takeaway last week from NXT. Uh, I thought that match was phenomenal. Uh, it, it definitely has some rewatchability. I'm looking forward to seeing, because I haven't watched it yet, the match between Dijakovic or Dijakovic and Keith Lee. I will give you my thoughts on that uh, next week, hopefully. Or at some point down the road, Britt Baker versus Riho. A lot of people have been shitting on that. Think about it this way. Britt Baker has never had the opportunity to go to a farm system. She was a full-time student in dentistry and became now Brooke Baker DDS before she really gave her all to professional wrestling. So... I thought she handled herself as well as humanly possible. People sometimes get mad when a women's wrestler who isn't an indie darling, and I know she worked at the indies somewhat, but she was never known as the must-see attraction from a technical wrestling standpoint. Did she miss the hard cam during her AEW dark match? Yeah, against with Penelope Ford. Yeah, she made up for it. Was it the smoothest match with Riho? No. Can she improve from this? Yes. And I think Riho's the perfect person to kind of usher in Brooke Baker Baker in her first televised match. Because AEW Dark is one thing, but televised on TNT, it's, it's obvious to me that she is a future women's champion in AEW. I know we've talked about that with the guys as to after Kylie Ray left, who was going to be the face of the women's division. Riho's a great first champ. Nyla doesn't need the title. She'll eventually get it sometime. But I honestly think Brooke would be the next person to take it off Riho. And if not Riho, definitely off whomever takes it off of Riho. If they want to run Britt as a baby face or as a tweener, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if B Priestley's the one to take it off Riho one day, and then Britt takes it off uh, B Priestley. And those are my quick thoughts this week on Big Gold Bell on the post show run in. Thank you so much. Damien Salty G. You can find me on Twitter at DamienG347, on Instagram at CoachDamienG, and I'll plug my show, The Damien G Show, on anchor.fm for your one stop podcast shopping needs so thank you hopefully next week work will die down where i could be live with everybody again because i missed the group but thank you again for allowing me this opportunity to at least give my two cents Uh, thank you again to the big gold belt family and i'll see you next time